Every once in a while, someone shares something in such a way that your mind explodes and you can go forward unhindered by what may have been holding you back. Today's Businesses Are People Too, a podcast podcast guest, did just that for me as the words, do it yourself, does not mean do it alone, came out of her. Fawana Taylor, CEO of Bootstrap Dreams, drops amazing insights on how businesses can get things done as we explore the idea of what if businesses gave permission to plan. A few more of the genius shares from our truly enjoyable conversation include the power of leveraging human capital at the right moment, what ownership really means in bringing an idea to life, and why people are the foundation and the complexity of all business. We cover so much in this beautifully vulnerable episode, so just sit back and get ready to learn from Tawana. Then after that, head over to the show notes for all the links mentioned. Enjoy. Hello there. I'm Lindsay Harrell, your host of the Businesses Are People Too, a podcast podcast. As a brand strategist, mindset and behavior coach for quirky entrepreneurs, and a mental health advocate and speaker through lived experience. I am on a mission to bring more human back into our businesses and our communities. How, you ask? Why, by exploring the question, what if businesses realized that they are people too? Now this season, we go even deeper to explore what this question of business as a person means, further discovering what components connections, and delicious nutrients these live entities need to thrive in today's business world. This podcast is for you if you believe in the power of listening for real human connection to then take action that matters. So, are you ready to hear what could happen if businesses realize that they are people too? Me too. Let's do this together for another awesome season of Businesses Are People Too, a podcast. Welcome everybody to the Businesses Are People Too, a podcast podcast. As always, I am your host, Lindsay Harrell, and with us today is the one and only Tawana Taylor of Bootstrap Dreams. Now, Tawana is a serial optimist, making complex things simple and servant leadership pivotal. Now, you call her the done lady because, well, she gets things done. And using her proprietary strategy, the done formula, or the D-O-N-E formula, Tawana equips business leaders and entrepreneurs to take action on new ideas, ditch overwhelm, thank goodness, and achieve desired results. Providing inspirational and motivational accountability is her specialty or her speciality. I was practicing that earlier and I couldn't figure out which way to say it. So I'm saying it both. And she emphasizes that none of it means anything without process and systems to back it up. 
and for over 15 years, Tawana supported C-level executives of small businesses and state government. Scaling her way up the ladder, Tawana was awarded over nine times for leadership, social impact, implementation, contribution, and exemplary service. And she accomplished her global designation as a certified project management professional while serving as an enterprise project consultant before launching into entrepreneurship. Now, the ultimate reward, though, was overcoming devastation and public humiliation while soaring professionally. Tawana leverages this experience to elevate platforms such as employee engagement and women's empowerment through speaking publicly, facilitating workshops, and social media content. Tawana began hosting Transcend with Bootstrap Dreams, a live talk series now streaming on Facebook in September of 2020. And of course, when she is not manifesting ideas or studying real estate investments, Tawana enjoys sun and Southern hospitality. She enjoys being an active mummy to an artistic, competitive, nurturing, and totally sophisticated daughter. And I absolutely agree with that last part because her daughter's favorite color is teal, which if you know anything about me, you know that is also my favorite color. And so I bonded with her five-year-old over the color teal. Now, Tawana, 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 thank you so much for being here today and for joining me on Businesses Are People Too, a podcast podcast. Lindsay! Um like you make all that sound like so good. No. <laughs> I like this. Oh, your mom won't see how we got. We like thank you. I uh oh, it's disabled. People, this is real hybrid life, right? We're <laughs> business and momming at the same time, and world stuff happens. So, thank you so much, Lindsay, for having me on this recording with you. I'm so thrilled that you are here. Now, we're going to have a great conversation today, mm -hmm. just putting that out there. And I want to start by saying that your bio is so full and it just shares so gosh darn much. But what I'm hoping that you can do is expand a wee bit on why you yourself mm -hmm. are so focused on supporting human-centric businesses, mm -hmm. along with what this actually means to you. As you combine the human aspect with the power of strategy and process. Thank you for that. You are so right. And, uh, you know, before we started recording people, just so you know, like, yeah, Lindsay's going to work with me on that bio. <laughs> <laughs> because that is a very pretty way of saying that is a mouthful, girlfriend. Let's get down to what really matters. So, you know, again, re unlearning, unlearning, right, in this entrepreneur journey on learning the things that we think we have to have in place to be of value and to do business. And if there's one thing that I can say, I learned not to get too far ahead into our interview, but I learned that, you know what, just being me, the person, the human is the brand, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, is the brand. And so um, of all the things that you already heard, the one thing that makes me feel like um, the human aspect, you know, of business is so important is because I spent over 15 years, like all of that that you heard, 
I spent over 15 years leveraging human capital, mm. mobilizing people as an enterprise project consultant. And, you know, as the song goes, started from the bottom, okay? <laughs> started from the bottom and went all the way up to the enterprise level. There, were, there was no consultant level beyond that, um, which also led me into trajectory change. But, you know, it wasn't, it was state government. So there mm -hmm. were no incentives, right? It wasn't sales commission based. It wasn't, oh, you work overtime, you get bonuses. It was, no, this is the initiative. This is the work. Here are the people, or I had to ask for people, right? But this, this just needs to happen, get it accomplished. Mm -hmm. And so I had to learn very early on that people are the business, mm -hmm. right? Everything else is a beautiful uh, accoutrement. <laughs> right <laughs> that might be the fanciest word ever said on this entire entire right. series i love how some words you're like i'm going to use that eventually i don't yes. know when this was one of those times but no seriously like everything else is a compliment to the business but it's really the people who power it you know and and i did not even know until full-time entrepreneurship that i was in the business of sales lindsay Mm -hmm. for 15 years empowering people was selling and I had no clue because there was nothing tied to it right mm -hmm. it wasn't about the money it wasn't about um you're gonna get this promotion it wasn't none of that it was just getting to know people for who they are and what makes them tick so that they don't self-sabotage and that they do the business right do the work of the business do the work of the people do the work of hey you've been disgruntled for years now here's your chance you got a seat at the table don't blow it right? Like show up, show up now, shine your light, make it real bright and let them know why you've been fussing. They didn't hear you, but now they want to listen. Mm -hmm. Now they want to listen and make sure that you speak up. Let's be clear, folks. Do make sure that you speak up because the project has a start and it has an end. And when it ends, I'm going to be moving on to something else. And you're going to be stuck with what you didn't say if you don't do it now. So here's your chance, right? Here's your chance. Take the torch and go forward from what you want to do. And that is what really helped me thrive and not just survive, but to soar in leadership in my career and even now in entrepreneurship because of the people factor. Mm -hmm. That's mm -hmm. it. The people factor. Everything else is a compliment, but the people factor is the foundation. It's the root of business. Mm. Mm -hmm. And if we don't have the people factor at the end of the day, we don't have a business. We don't have business, right? Whenever I say, I say often, whenever we put our financial capital before our human capital, we've already lost it mm. because our people will take care of our customers and then our customers will cycle back through, right? Or they will refer others to, if it's a one-time buy that's supposed to hold them for a long time, you'll, you'll continue to have leads because they'll keep telling everybody, mm -hmm. this is where you want to go. This is what you need but it starts internally, just like our well-being, mm -hmm. right? The health doesn't start from the outside, it starts from the inside. Mm. Mentally, emotionally, spiritually, then physically, right? Kind of takes shape. Some of it you do simultaneously, but you can fix all you want to fix on the outside. You can, you can paint whatever face you want to paint on. You can snip, cut, tuck, and fill in whatever gaps you want to fill in. But if your inner you is dying, you may as well wear 
sheepskin. Yeah. yeah. You know, like it just, yeah, people. Yeah. And I, and I, what I love about that, well, I don't love that, the dying part, but what I love about this, right, right. Yeah, you know, but what I love about that is that it's just so clear that if, you know, if within a, an entire business personhood, if the people within it are not cared for, if the inner mm-hmm. people aren't there, then essentially the business is dead. That's right. That's yeah. right. Essentially, because like 70, so the statistic is 70% of projects fail, right? And I'll, you'll hear me reference projects a lot because I'm a project management professional. Uh-huh. <laughs> 70% of projects fail and most of them were preventable. Wow. That's a huge gosh darn number. It's a huge gosh darn number, but people don't take the, the opportunity to communicate. Mm-hmm. People don't give themselves permission to plan, even though a plan is a roadmap, not a guarantee, mm-hmm. right? But they don't give themselves permission to plan. And then they don't have accountability and transparency. And so it doesn't get activated. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. And, and that, that the activation, the action, I like, this was a beautiful segue. Thank you. I appreciate it. And to my You're welcome. Question, <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> but it's, I mean, this is something that, you know, when you and I first connected that we're both so aligned on is this action piece is something that we both very much value. And, you know, I talk to companies about if you don't know what your values are in action, you don't have values. And so, and you're very much about creating these action-based strategies, you know, with your, and is it D-O-N-E formula or is it done? What, how do you say that? I say the done formula. The done, yeah. Thank you. You know, but it is an acronym. It is very much an acronym. And I've got more of those from where those came from. I love acronyms. <laughs> I love it. But so, so, so I'm wondering if you can actually then share a bit more about your done formula, like what it is and how this framework actually supports your companies that you support in taking action that matters so that these 70% of projects stop failing. Absolutely. And so like one of the, one of the first things, if I can iterate is project management in and of itself is not just for big corporations. Mm-hmm. And it is not just for information technology. It is for mm-hmm. anybody doing anything that means something, right? And hopefully for the good, <laughs> right? <laughs> like you can literally apply it to anything. And so I take all of those 15 years of experience, experience and apply it now into entrepreneurship to help emerging and established entrepreneurs get what they set out to accomplish done. Mm-hmm. And what that done is like D, right? For it's twofold. It's to first define, because if you haven't defined what you're going to do, you certainly can't move on to a next step with clarity, right? So, Fair. <laughs> so, <laughs> so define what it is that you're going to do, right? Who is it that you're doing it for? Why do you even want to show up for it? Where can you show up for it? because our people are everywhere, but not everyone is our people, okay? And then when, when, when are you going to start? Because one thing about a project, and this is why like, if you take all the formalities out of it, and that's really what I did with it, you know, because the project management from 
the, 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 the institutional level, from the corporate level, from the information technology level, it can totally go over people's heads, mm -hmm. which is why people fail to do it because it, it can be a lot. To simplify it to the extent of who do you need and what do you need to make it happen? So define it, give yourself permission to define it. Then after you've defined it for yourself and then you've decided when you're gonna start, because it's not a project if it doesn't have an end, then it's an operation. The two are not synonymous, right? So when you start helps you not promote procrastination because you're holding yourself accountable to it. So after you've defined, now you can decide. It is not ideas that we execute, but decisions. And when we make a decision that this is what I'm going to do, and this is who I'm going to help, and this is why it matters to us, not just me, but to them too, right? This is where I'm going to find them and where they can find me. And this is when we're going to make it happen. Now you can decide now, who do I need and what do I need to accomplish this, right? What, what do I need to set up? What do I need to buy? Who do I need to ask? I can make those decisions because now I'm clear about where to get started, how to do it. People get overwhelmed because they start with how. You will always be overwhelmed when you have an idea and you start with how. I don't care how simple or how complex it may be. I don't care if it's software or emotional <laughs> frameworking. If you start with how without first defining what and deciding, you will absolutely be an overwhelmed and you will likely not succeed. The O factor. Right. Oh, yeah. We're just getting started. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm like, so ba I've just learned so much and we're only on D. And we're only on D. <laughs> so the O factor is own it. Ownership. Right. So high achieving visionaries. We're so good. And I say we because I said just because I teach it doesn't mean I'm excluded. Right. We own. We need to own rather what it is that we set out to do. Because we can have the vision, have the idea, but then leave it out there as if somebody's going to magically appear and do it on our behalf. We haven't talked to anybody about it. We haven't gotten any buy-in. We're just like, yeah, that's going to happen. How? <laughs> when? By whom, might I add, if we don't take ownership and put things in motion, right? Again, it doesn't mean do it yourself. DIY does not mean do it alone. You can right? Please say that again. So if you're going <gasps> to DIY it, do it yourself, it doesn't mean you have to do it alone. Mm -hmm. Okay? So own it. Take responsibility. What can I do? How do I need to show up? And now what do I have available? What do I have right in my hands, right here, right now? The facts, right? Not like, oh, I kind of feel nervous. Yeah, you should. If it doesn't make you feel nervous, you probably haven't thought about it big enough. Right? But what do I have in now? What have I already accomplished? Who do I already have in my network? What skills, knowledge, and abilities do I have to apply to this so that I can start having the good hearted conversations and invite people to the, to the idea and let them bring their value, their zone of genius, and then we can co-create the thing and figure out what it means to make it happen. Right? It's an invitation, not an obligation. So once we've defined it, 
and we've decided on it and now we've taken ownership of it, we can move into nurturing it. That's the end, right? Giving yourself permission to plan. Yes, we, 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 we go through life and we know stuff happens. Crap happens. And I am one. I will say we're going to take an adult pause and acknowledge that this sucks. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> right. We're going to acknowledge that if it sucks, it sucks. But now that we've acknowledged it, what can we do? Who do we need? And who do we need? What do we need? Right. What do I have to make it happen? And when you bring that together, now you realize I'm not doing it all alone. I have people's buy-in. People want to support it. Even if they can't buy it, they'll tell somebody. Even if they can't physically commit to it, they'll, they'll, they'll introduce me to someone who's willing, right? Whether we barter or whether I outright purchase the, the thing or the service, it's happening now because we put it in motion. And then you can move into the E, which is execute, right? Back that thing to a calendar. You can't just, 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 oh yeah, we're going to get it done. When? Anytime someone's like, oh, I'm working on a project. Okay. Tell me more about it. Oh yeah. That sounds fantastic. So when are you going to have it finished? Oh, I don't know yet. Well, you don't have a project. A project has a defined start and a defined end because at some point you got to go to market. If you're not going to have an output, why are you doing it? Why are you doing it? So that's the done formula. And that's how I work through things with, with, with my clients for coaching and accountability, with um, nonprofit leadership teams, right? For their, their well, virtual retreats now, right? But leadership teams, um, workshops for collegiates, um, you know, millennial professionals, like, hey, activate your zone of genius. You're right. You don't have to work so hard. You can work smart, but there's still a way to go about it. There's still a way to do it, right? So yeah, that's, that's what, uh, that's all, that's what that bio is. That's all that <laughs> it's, imp- it's empowering people, leveraging human capital by the relationship, right? Oh, I, I'm, I'm just sitting here in complete awe. I'm just sitting here taking all of that in because that was brilliantly said and Thank you. Just thank you so much for sharing all of that. You're and um, I love it. I love sharing that thing. And of course I'm biased because it's mine, but, <laughs> but, but you would love it then. I mean, ownership, right? Mm-hmm. Ownership, right? It's, it's just one of those things that like when you get to see like, like this, you all can't see Lindsay's face as we're doing this, <laughs> but the expressions that she was making, and I'm like, and this is what, this is why it makes sense. And if only more people could know about this simple framework to be, to be effective and, and have be more clear, confident, and committed with their extraordinary idea, how many more powerful, magnificent, magical things would be happening in the lives that we live? I mean, and in full transparency, and I'm recording this here, uh, dropping all ego is that I wish I had heard of this sooner and now I can really clearly see where am I not rising to where I should be mm. and so just having it laid out that beautifully is okay yeah well that's going to light a huge fire mm-hmm. under my own tuchus 
it makes you intentional. <laughs> yes, it makes you intentional. And hopefully never use the word took us on this. <laughs> well, and you know, the last, we can get on a roll now. <laughs> it's like, oh no, we're going to steer it clear. We're going to do, there we go with those puns. <laughs> oh, love talking gosh. to you. I oh. love, I've been looking forward to this episode. I kid you not. Like of everything I had going on the last two weeks, of this month this is the episode <laughs> i have been like yes i get to talk to lindsay i talk to lindsay because we have we are a hoot we have a good time we're gosh darn hilarious so hilarious sorry my dog is sticking his head up here being like hey. it's time to love me mom and i'm like i will That's love right. you That's don't right. you worry um tawana what I know to be true about you, because I have literally just experienced it in these last five minutes, is that you are <laughs> all about transformation mm -hmm. and then giving this beautiful way of how to actually transform. And so, like, how? So, so one thing I'm wondering though is, like, how can business owners and entrepreneurs or even just human beings? although business owners and entrepreneurs are human, but just humans in general start uh -huh. to actually identify what are the transformational opportunities worth moving forward with? Mm -hmm. How can we trust what is a transfer, a transfer, a transformational opportunity, <laughs> a transformational opportunity? How can we, how can we trust which is the right one to go forward with? Yeah. And, um, you know, sort of a two-part question here is like, how uh -huh. then can we actually overcome when what we thought might be a transformational, that's a hard word, a transformational opportunity mm -hmm. falls short. Ooh, I like it. Your questions are like, I listen, you are good. I like so, questions. <laughs> clarifying questions at that. <laughs> so, all right. When we talk about transformational opportunities worth moving forward, mm -hmm. worth moving forward, right? Because every idea that we have may not necessarily be worth moving forward, which is why do it yourself doesn't mean do it alone, right? Validate it first. Mm -hmm. Validate it. Talk to trusted people that you know, not ones that are just going to say yes, yes, yes right? Yes. Because they like you, but ones that are going to say, well, have you considered such and such? Right. Well, I hear I hear you saying that. And that's actually pretty unique. That's pretty specific. I think there's going to be opportunity there. Yet, have you tried? Have you considered what are also your thoughts about? Right. Mm -hmm. So that you can validate it. That's one way to figure out what it's worth. Mm -hmm. Another way to figure out what it's worth is to look at um, your opportunity based on your current expertise. And I use that loosely because there is always more to learn, right? Oh, but some gosh, people yeah. like we, sometimes the word expert kind of makes me tick. You can't see me ticking, but I'm ticking my head to my shoulder because it's like, there's always more to learn, but your, your years of experience personally and professionally, right? Life lived. And then what you have become a practitioner of because you've paid for it, You've, you've, you've hustled and grind in it, you know, day by day, you have gotten training in it in education. What do you already have available to you that you can leverage, that you can activate, that you can, if you weren't getting paid for it, mm -hmm. you could talk about it for hours. 
you would share it with people. You would fly on a plane just for the opportunity to give from that movement. That's when you know it's worth it. Mm -hmm. Another way, when you think about the, the, the experience, the expertise that you already have, there's more than one way to make a profit from it. And if you can identify at least two to three ways, you've got a dragnet. And if you're not familiar with a dragnet, think of a fisherman's boat, right? He's not out there with a fishing pole. That'll catch one fish. And if you're really feeling spicy sometimes, you're fishing leisurely, you might have two poles, but you still only got two arms. And assuming nothing has happened in, in, in your, your progress of development or life lived, you have two hands. You still can only do so much with that. But when you throw out a dragnet off the side of a boat in deep waters, limitless fish you can catch. However, you use that same one skill to do it, right? The skill of fishing is what he did. So you can decide to throw out one pole, two poles, or you can throw out a net. The question is, how much do you want back and how much do you want to give from it when you get it? So you make it make sense. So if you can profit off of your single expertise, it's worth it. Hone into that, tap into that zone of genius and do not punish yourself if it comes easy to you. That just means it's a gift. It's a gift. And the fact that you can do it is so also the reason that you know it's worth it because some there's going to be so many other people out there who cannot and that's why they need you to do it mm -hmm. right you can be their person you can be their person so those are the ways for you know if you want to know how do i know it's worth it going forward with talk to people let them let them brainstorm with you let them play you know the the opposite advocate give you give you feedback that helps you really vet and go through the done formula so that you can make it happen, right? Mm -hmm. Hey, decide how much of it do you want to do right now? One thing, two things, many things. You can be multi-passionate about your it, whatever your it is. And if you can profit from it, you should certainly go do it, especially mm -hmm. if it provides a service, especially if it provides a service to others. There's nothing wrong with profiting from it. Just make sure you, you deliver what you promise, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Deliver what you promise. And then when we talk about overcoming, the part two to that question, overcoming when it falls short, a transformational opportunity falls short, because Lord knows I've had some that have fallen short and some I'm still recovering from, right? <laughs> I.e. marriage. <laughs> I kid you not, right? Something sometimes is not all business, um, which is which is which is the funny thing about me. Like like clients literally have 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 called me affectionately their business therapist because they say, I come to you for my business issues, but I leave feeling taken care of as a person because I don't know how to completely isolate the two. They're not isolated to me, especially as an entrepreneur, mm -hmm. right? Like you don't have, you don't have all the bureaucracy, <laughs> all the layers you have to peel are yours, <laughs> right? So you show up, what is it that you're going through? Who do you need so we can manage, manage reasonable expectations as we're working? And so when, when a transformational opportunity falls short, and most of the time we can see it coming, and a lot of times it falls completely flat is because we're too afraid to bow out gracefully before it hits rock bottom. Mm -hmm. 
because we're overly concerned with what other people are going to think and what other people are going to say and how is it going to make me look and I don't want to feel the pain and then we just cause ourselves right we just go into the unintended consequence and we suffer from not making the decision to say you know what I, I tried it and I actually gave it my best shot but for some reason you're just not making sense mm-hmm. and you can bow out gracefully from it right the other thing you can do is to just own it and say, you know what, this is hard. You know what, this isn't as easy as I hoped it would be. Or you know what, this didn't go the way that I thought it would, would go, but I am not going to change the destination. How I get there though, that's why it's a roadmap. The plan is a roadmap, not a guarantee. I may have to change my mode of transportation. I may even have to change the route in which I'm taking, but I am determined that I am going to arrive at this particular location, right? And along the journey there, I'm gonna become so much more insightful. I'm gonna broaden my perspective and I'm gonna know all of the things not to do so that I can lower my eagle's wing and teach another person, right? How to, how to be better as they get to their thing. That's how we overcome, not by hiding behind it, not by, as we have in our, our you know, culture right now, uh, uh, the impostering. You don't have to pretend. All you have to do is what you did, right? Just be accountable for what you did, positive or not. Be accountable for what you did and move in a greater intentionality from it forward, beyond it, transcend, you know? So I'm loving that you're saying that, um, but I'm wondering, you know, then what are some of those tactics or those techniques or even those mindsets mm-hmm. that leaders can have to yeah. understand, you know, how uh, to, to better understand what this, a plan is a roadmap, not mm-hmm. a guarantee mm-hmm. so that they can continue to focus on their dreams mm-hmm. and, and their business and turning those continued into a reality and not stay in that um, that place of, well, it fell short. Yeah. So h- how can we then change this? Well, like you can't say this, me, people <laughs> change their mindset. That's right. You know, what are some things that y- you would, you would, you speak to on that? You go. Well, I speak to me. <laughs> <laughs> you, you go. <laughs> And go. So tactics for changing mindset. So because I, I so one thing that it's, it's really funny, because even though I am a project management professional, I'm really flexible. And, and some people don't get it. They're like, but you have to have a plan. And I'm like, yeah, but it's not a guarantee. Because there are external factors that I cannot control. So number one, realize that you do not 100% control <laughs> anything, right? Give yourself grace and manage that which you can, Mm -hmm. right? When you're functioning from the space of managing that which you can, if some of that doesn't go as planned, then either you can find an alternative solution or you can recognize, ah, that just is an ill fit for this decision, right? Mm -hmm. But when you're trying to control external factors that you cannot control, you will continuously find yourself defeated because you won't be able to fix it. You won't be able to fill it. You won't be able to to do anything about it. And you're gonna be stuck 
in that rut of trying to change the things that you can't. And it's like the serenity prayer. <laughs> Accept the things that you cannot change, right? And move, move forward with the things that you can. Uh, what we focus on grows. So when we focus on what we can do, then we can also let our actions follow suit. So realize that you do not 100% control anything, but you can manage what you can, right? What you have in your hands. Another thing that you can do is, like you talked about, tap into another person or people. Get out of your own head. Get out of your own way. That lizard brain, oh boy. It, that, will, that alone will cause you to fall short and you could have a completely, absolutely wonderful thing going for you. All the pieces of the puzzle are in front of you on the table, but you're too afraid to put it together because that voice is telling you, you don't have enough. It won't be enough. They don't like you enough. They are, is this pointing out all of the shortcomings? That's not, who cares? People who mind don't matter and people who matter don't mind. Work for, work towards, work with the ones that count, right? Savor the ones that matter and the ones that count and stop trying to save the ones that don't. Mm -hmm. They don't wanna be saved. No, no. So savor, savor the ones that do and focus on that goodness. That will transform your mindset. That will transform how you show up because you will be going back to those three C's more clear, more confident and more committed because the reciprocity factor will exist, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and then if I had to do one more thing with the roadmap, you know, with the plan we talked about, you can see when you take the time first. So if we have to, let's, let's, let's start there. Start with the end in mind and take the time to put those pieces of the puzzle together, build the railroad track, <laughs> right? So that you can chug along with, with, with some laser focus and some intentionality. And you know what pieces to plug in, you know who to tap into, you know when you need to get it, you know how much you're going to spend, whether time and or finances, right? So that you're, 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 you're able to build gradual progress is better than no progress. If you've already gone forward and you're like, oh, I feel like, I got, like I'm recovering a failing project. Like I know it can happen, but so much is going wrong. It's okay. Recovering a failing project is actually a thing. You just have to level set. You will have to put something on, some things on pause before you can keep going forward with them right? Pause. Figure out what you can reconcile. Figure out, does this even still make sense at the, at, the, at, the, at the level in which I started? And if it doesn't, you can pivot. What, what now do I need to do? What movement, what direction now do I need to go in to get to that end destination? Because remember, the destination doesn't change. But how I get there may need to. And what I need to do to get there may need to, right? I want to take the jet plane. That's project management. We say the path of the least resistance, <laughs> right? The quickest way is straight. However, life isn't always straight. Plans are great until we add the people. <laughs> right? Because everybody's life. 
because <laughs> wait, I tell people it's not that your plan was bad. It's we when we added the people, it got complex. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Those are the, the things people. you can't control. Those are the things. And so we have to figure out now what are the nuances that we can mitigate? How can we navigate, right? The the human. How can we progress at a at a at a speed that will help not not um diminish quality you know that will not um overwhelm capacity you know and that will not forsake someone's competency like give them a chance you can't do everything you shouldn't be doing everything if two of us are doing the same thing for one thing one of us is unnecessary right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so let letting people bring value to your thing that's how you can overcome the rut of getting unstuck and if all else fails and you feel like you're failing fail quickly just fail quickly just say you know what yeah so i started out on that thing but uh <laughs> jokes on me and it's okay move on so that you can live out the reality that you want to be living. Don't suffer in silence because you're concerned about what everyone else is gonna say and about what, they, what they're gonna think. What are they doing? While they're busy spectating and, or speculating or whatever word you wanna use, while they're busy focusing on you, you need to be busy doing your great thing. However many times it takes, right? How many times did the light bulb get worked at before it got right? I think it was like a thousand something, right? I thought it was at, like 10,000. Or 10,000, right? Somebody, <laughs> somebody asked Alexa or Siri, right? But, <laughs> if, but if, 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 you know what I mean? Like if he stopped because people thought he was stupid, he knew he was on to something. Keep trying. Keep trying. Mm-hmm. If, it, if deep down in your soul, it makes sense. Don't give up on it. Don't change that destination. It took me three years before I got my PNP, my project management professional certification from the time I actually intended because life happened, right? I was, I was um, what, four years into marriage. My daughter was only 16 months old. And the day I actually graduated with my associate, my associate certification in project management, I literally, I had a plan. I had finished a five month association of certification in the time it takes the average professional a year and a half. And I had a new baby. I was determined. And I had great leadership that helped me make it happen, right? Whether I had to be out of work for multiple days a week, whether I had to take work home, they allowed me, they entrusted me to do what needed to be done so that I can do that thing because they knew how much it meant to me. And the day after I graduated from that ceremony, family, friends, did this big old luncheon, the whole hoo-ha. The next day I learned divorce was slamming me right in the head. And it was like, how in the world is this happening? What, how did I miss, this doesn't make sense. Just yesterday, just yesterday, the world was wonderful. And now today it's like somebody, you know how the magician snatches the tablecloth from under the setting, mm-hmm. except the, the, the tablecloth was snatched and then, and then the assistant came with a chainsaw and cut the legs and it all came slamming down in less than 24 hour period. Mm-hmm. 
And so my plan to go right in and get take the boot camp and you know get the get to take the test and you know go through the whole auditing process. Of course, not in that order, but you know I had a plan, but I had to set the plan aside. But I still kept doing the work of it. I still kept doing the work of it because one thing about the PMP, I, I, and I love to joke around, but I'm so sincere when I'm like, hey, that's one certification, that's one specialty. You can't just pay to play. You have to be a practitioner of it before you even get considered for, you know, to be acknowledged or recognized for the skill set. And so I kept doing the work. And for three years, I kept showing up and doing the work of it. And when I applied, I got accepted right away. I didn't get audited. A lot of people around me were getting audited for their expertise, you know, for their skill set, their practitioner hours. I got accepted right away. I, I studied for about three or four months. Oh, sorry, mom mode. Okay. <laughs> and, and I took the exam, passed on the first round. A lot of people don't pass on the first round. Like it was just like, and I and I have and I have test anxiety. I I was never a good standardized test taker at all throughout my throughout my academic, you know, from from early childhood up. And I was fretting that thing, and I was just like, oh my goodness, <laughs> like here is here is the thing, like, but it has to happen. I work too hard. I have full faith that this has to, this is gonna happen for me. And this is like the one final thing that I wanna do before I leave this corporate journey. And people were like, why would you get a certification like that and leave corporate? And I was like, because I wanna have it and not need it versus need it and not have it. Cause I can always, right? Return to traditional employment mm -hmm. if, 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 if I want to. But I promised myself that and no matter what, I was gonna get it and I was blessed to do that. So that's like an example of when the opportunity seems to fall short, the destination never changed. I just had to change my, my, my speed of action, right? I just had to change my mode of transportation. I was on a jet plane. I had then start taking a bus and then from the bus, <laughs> I had to get on a bike and then from the bike, I had to get on the two feet. And at one point in time, I was literally crawling. Mm -hmm. I was literally crawling, but just choosing to be the person, the woman first that I needed to be, getting the professional help, mental, you know, going to counseling, getting the spiritual guidance, right? Joining support groups, because I also had to show up as a mommy, right? That wasn't optional for me. And then I had these teams of people who were depending on me. And I was committed to them. What was happening in my personal life, they didn't have nothing to do with that. They, they didn't deserve to be punished. There was no reason for me to fall short because what was happening to me personally had nothing to do with who I was professionally. Mm -hmm. So crafting that balance, not finding it. Good luck, I would love to meet the person that finds balance, but crafting it, absolutely. And doing the necessary things that I needed and letting people know, I know who you're used to me being, but this is who I am right now. This is what I don't have to give. Can you meet me there? And them loving me through it all. So when we talk about plans falling short, yet you still accomplishing your, your great thing, you can totally do it if you really want to, but you gotta dig to that deeper why and what it means. And then is it going to serve somebody, not just me because our fulfillment is not in any material thing people that tell me that 
I just, in my head, I say, mm-hmm, but I know you're lying, right? Because material, our external factors can change anytime, mm-hmm. any point in day and time. And without this position, without this relationship, without this house, without this pay, without this car, without this whatever that it is, I still want to look in the mirror and know I'm worth it because I am. That stuff doesn't define me, right? Who I am is what I'm defined on and who I choose to be in my day-to-day living is what makes life worth experiencing. The things are just cherries on top. They're they're preferences, but they're not requirements, you know? Tawana, thank you so much (laughs) for just such an open, honest, vulnerable share. And I mean, just really demonstrating what it means. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Yeah. Just thank you. Mm -hmm. And that's the human part. Yeah. Right. Because if we can't, if we can't acknowledge the toughness that we, that we, the people are actually dealing with and living with, then how can we really respect the person or let alone other people? How can Mm -hmm. we truly have compassion if we try to separate them? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. Whenever, whenever, like in a corporate setting, when I needed a project status, you know, I didn't go to people and say, Hey, Lindsay, what's the status of that thing? it's like hey Lindsay how are you how are you and your husband doing I know the last time we talked x y and z a b and c whether it was good or not right mm-hmm. how's how's that going how's the dog you know I remember he had he had that little thing going on how's the dog oh I'm so glad to hear all that. and being genuine right I'm so glad to hear all that as well um yeah but before I go you you know we got to do the work stuff we got to do the formalities you know before I go How's that thing coming? Is there any way I can support you? Are we on track? Let me know about it. What's mm-hmm. happening? Mm-hmm. That right there? There's resistance? What resistance? Because yeah. people know you care about them. You're not just using them for what you need. Mm-hmm. So then when you come to them with another ask, they're willing. Mm-hmm. You know, they're willing. So that, and, and even when entrepreneurship, it's not about telling people what to do as a coach and consultant. It's about helping them see they're already capable. They're already powerful. They're already on to something great. Now it's encouraging them and reminding them of that so that they can commit to following through. And then that which they commit to following through, then I nudge them and say, okay, this is great. I know you want to do all that right now, but that was like five really big lifts. Can we focus on two to three? between now and next week, right? That's the, yeah. that's the accountability factor. Yes, yes. Right, or saying now, I know you chose two things, but sincerely, this, there's one more thing that if you just get it out of the way, you just set the foundation, it will change your trajectory. Can we, can we commit to doing that? Here's why you can do it. Here's why I believe you can do it because I know what you've already done. Remember this and this and this? That's you, nobody else. So get out of your way. Tell me what you think. And they're ready. They're ready. Tawana, this has basically been um, an entirely inspirational (laughs) podcast just for me. 
<laughs> and me too. Right? I, I, I'm talking. To, I talk to myself as I as I share with others. Right? But yeah. Well, yeah. Well, and what? A, okay. That that's a whole other podcast. But what a powerful thing is because we don't talk to ourselves as we often talk should as we often mm-hmm. talk to others. Mm-hmm. And why not? But so so that's such a powerful thing is that you've just demonstrated. Mm-hmm. That w- how we can and and I, I go back to that word you used earlier of grace grace yeah and, um yeah yeah like, this is powerful because we're human like yeah. we're not machines you know what I mean we're just I don't even know how else to to to, to articulate that but even machines have to be maintenanced well, yes. I mean, even think of our iPads and iPhones and computers right. and like they all have to be turned off at some point. At some point. To be right? able to operate best. Right. They have to be turned off or, you know, if there's something that has a churning to it, it has to be lubricated from time to time mm-hmm. or something has to be, you know, uh, swapped out. And I say that loosely, don't be, you know, like, and take that in your stride. But, you know, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know like, we have to, we have to main, have maintenance with ourselves mm-hmm. in order to go forward, in order to rest, in order to heal, in order to unlearn so that we can make room for what serves us better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's important. Oh, Tawana. Oh, Tawana. <laughs> My golly gosh. All right. So <laughs> I could just sit here basking in everything that you've said, which I am going to have to go and do. <laughs> but before that, we do have one more question. Okay. But before that, oh. <laughs> before that, before that, that, before that, before that, I, I, I want people to be able to connect with you mm-hmm. to, to really, um, learn more about Tawana. And so where can they find you? How can people connect with you? Where are you, my dear? Absolutely. And thank you for asking, because you know what, even though I'm an entrepreneur, that's the part I still got to work on. I'm like good hearted conversations, you know, if you're like, yeah, but uh, where can I find you though? You can find me at bootstrap dreams with an S at bootstrap dreams, pretty much anywhere you show up online. And particularly my even stronger call to action is for women, whether you are emerging or established in entrepreneurship, join the Facebook community results driven strategies for women entrepreneurs. You want to be there. We are hashtag community over competition. And it is a place for you to absolutely figure out your what, your why, your when, and be supported in how you can make it happen. Absolutely. We have fun in that group. We go live in that group, not just me as the host, but you, the community, the women, your voices matter. And I encourage that more people hear it, more people hear it. Absolutely. Beautiful. Thank you. And I will absolutely be sure to put those links in the show notes so people can easily go click, click, click. That's right. Yes. And, uh, and thank you. That was so gosh darn awesome. And I love how you even clarified, this is who I love to serve. Mm -hmm. So beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. We have one last question. Bring it on. Just we have one last question today, but this is not the end of 
our conversation. Not at all. Hmm. So, <laughs> my dear Tawana, in your mind of opportunity and possibility, mm-hmm. what do you believe would happen if businesses realized that they are people too? <laughs> if businesses realized that they are people too, we would not have so much lack in the world, the world, right? I absolutely believe in the KLT factor, that people do business with who they know, like, and trust. Let me tell you something. No one has ever done business with me so far because I was a registered entity solely right? Like there's something, there's some opportunities you, you go towards if you need formalities, but nobody has ever done business with me just because I was registered with the state of Georgia, <laughs> right? Nobody has ever done business with me just because I was an LLC, right? And, and my tax status was an S corp or whatever the case, like, no, People come to me and then, oh yeah, by the way, I just so happen to have a business, right? Because we first, we first find common ground and then it's like, oh, tell me more about that. The questions, tell me more about that, Lindsay. Oh, oh, you know what? I know a person. Do you know a person already? Okay, you do? Okay, great. If you need somebody, let me know. Oh, you don't know anybody? Are you open to being connected, right? And we won't have so many people suffering in silence trying to figure out everything because we would realize that there's room enough for each of us to succeed. There is nothing that I can give to you that can't be given to another person. I can't, I can't assume every opportunity that comes my way. It's impossible. I'm only one component, right? However, if I say, hmm, Lindsay though, so marketing is your thing and I've got the implementation and operations factor. You know what? If we collaborate and co-create, we can do this opportunity, right? We can do so much more together than we can do apart. And I think if businesses would realize that they were people and they would function from the place, you know, the value, in action, like the express, the integrity, right? Delivering what you promise and that which you can. So much more would be accomplished because we wouldn't be reluctant, we wouldn't be scared, and we wouldn't be um, overspent, right? From trying to overcompensate physically and financially to make it happen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. <laughs> Tawana, thank you. Thank you. This has been awesome. Yay, I'm glad. <laughs> like, my brain is just going so gosh darn fast right now, but also feeling spent because it was going so fast mm-hmm. and just thought after thought. And I just want to thank you so gosh darn much for your time, yes. your, your insights thank and you. just everything. 
Mm-hmm. And of course, thank you to Bailey for her patience and letting me have mm-hmm. such a wonderful conversation with her mom. Yay. Yeah. She's, she's, she's great. I tell people, I, I joke about how hard momming is, particularly, you know, single parent after divorce. Yet there are those moments where it's like, she's so good. Like, I'm like, I'm so glad heaven picked her for me. <laughs> Like heaven picked her for me and I couldn't be more grateful for the opportunity to be her mom. I can't be everybody's mom, Mm-mm. but to be her mom is, it's, it's worth everything. It's worth everything. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Oh, thank you. Th- th- <laughs> thank you. I don't think I can say thank you enough. Same. Um, so. The sentiment is, the yeah. sentiment is mutual. It is so mutual. So thank you. So thank you. (laughs) And thank you. (laughs) So uh, with that, though, we will say goodbye. Um, And to everybody else, as always, big hugs, big love, and just have a most awesome day. Oh, my goodness. Lindsay here to just say thank you for tuning in and listening to this episode of Businesses Are People Too, a podcast. It's listeners like you who are going to change the way business is done, bringing real human connection back into our businesses. If you believe that businesses are people too and are curious about how you can add more human into your business brand and values, Then let's chat so you can take action that actually matters to you and your people. Simply email lindsay at therightharl.com or find me online at www.therightharl.com or quirkylindsayharl.com. And to never miss an episode of the brilliant minds we get to learn from, be sure to subscribe and listen on your favorite podcast platform. You know, either Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Anchor. Of course, if you really enjoyed this episode, you would absolutely make my heart do a wee giggle if you left a five-star rating. Until next time, big hugs, big love, and have a most awesome day.